Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Successful Minds with Patricia Barnowski-Schneider is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Hello and welcome back to Successful Minds. I'm your host, Patty Baranowski-Schneider. Today I'm joined by Anjali Kapoor, conscious leadership coach, multi-book author, inspirational speaker, and the founder of Oversight Global. So welcome, Anjali. Tell us a little bit about yourself and hopefully I'm saying your name right. <laughs> yes, yes, perfect. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so as you mentioned, I am um, a conscious leadership coach and um, I got here from after being in healthcare for over 20 years in multiple leadership and management roles. And I decided to pivot and focus on what I really love doing, which is coaching and mentoring others. And I also wanted to address the gap of leadership development that I really found in my experience going through the corporate management ranks and also observed for others. So um, I started doing that and, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to work with some amazing people over the years that I've been coaching and yeah, I'm just learning uh, new things about others and myself and yeah, um, you know, have authored a couple of books, which is a huge dream come true for me. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, things are, things are, you know, going great and I'm excited for being here and for, you know, what's to come. Awesome. I know you have so much going on. I can't wait to hear all about it. <laughs> so I guess share with us your journey from the healthcare industry to becoming a conscious leadership coach and the founder of Oversight Global. And what pivotal moments led to the transition? Yeah. So like I mentioned, I, I've been in healthcare for many, many years, a couple of decades. And really the pivotal moment for me going from being a healthcare manager to becoming a leadership coach was actually, I got laid off from one of my management positions. The company was going through some financial hardship. And of course, management is some of the first first people to go. Um, but I really found myself in an identity crisis. You know, I really found myself not really knowing um, how to describe to people who I was because I had wrapped myself into my job title for so many years. And I had poured so much into growing my career that I had really not focused on other areas of my life. So that was a huge wake up call for me. You know, it was a really traumatizing experience, but at the same time, it really turned out to be a blessing in disguise. That really put me on this track to really focus on discovering who I really am as Angelie and uh, realizing that I am not, you know, my job title. I'm so much more than that. And so it started this journey of um, self-discovery and self-awareness. And that's really how I got into, um, you know, the conscious leadership coaching of it all is I'm not just focusing on, you know, the hard skills, the communication and decision making and change management and stuff like that, but really starting to recognize that you can only lead others as well as you lead yourself. So it really starts from all the internal work of someone really getting to know who they are and, you know, really discovering that leadership is more about the human experience, you know, rather than kind of all of the numbers and analytics and things like that. And so that's how I got into really taking a different approach 
um, on into regards to leadership coaching and working with, um, you know, managers in the workplace and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. um, and others who are really seeking to be aspiring leaders, you know, of themselves and in their lives and then trying to make, you know, a bigger impact um, in their communities and around the world. So that's awesome. And it's funny when you mentioned, um, you know, how you didn't recognize yourself as to who you are anymore. I hear that so much with parents, like moms. They're only mm. known as mom, you know. Yeah. Your dad knows them, your baby's mom, the mom, your mom, and they forget who they really are because if you start out as a couple, you have this great relationship, blah, 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 then you have this baby, and now who are you anymore? You're just mom. And so that's exactly. interesting that you said that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting how we can kind of, you know, lose ourselves in mm-hmm kind of what happens, you know, to us in our lives. So, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, in your view, what defines a conscious leader? And how does this concept differ from traditional leadership models? Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, I really took a different approach to leadership coaching and, and really conscious, uh, sorry, really concentrated on the internal work versus the external work. And so what I mean by conscious um, leadership is that, it's, you know, really understanding the impact that uh, you have as a leader, um, because I think that's something that um, that uh, understanding of that responsibility is something that is really um, a key aspect of what's missing um, in a lot of workplaces is really um, workplace managers and leaders understanding just how big a responsibility they have because of the impact that they have on others. You know, um, I think that's where we see issues with uh, workplace environments and cultures, you know, how we hear about the toxic work environments. And also, um, I think that mental health stems um, a lot from that as well, because again, you know, people are impacted by what happens in the workplace because they spend so many hours a week there. And then they take that home. And then that, you know, um, is, is, you know, spread out into their family and then their neighborhoods and their communities and things like that. So, how really um, managers and leaders understanding what type of impact they have and the responsibility that they have when they're in those types of positions of authority. And then also, you know, conscious leadership, really understanding that leadership is really a journey and not just a destination. It's not a corner office or a job title. And then um, again, it's really foundationally about um, the human experience and understanding the human experience and keeping that in mind, you know, as you go through your work day and work with different team members and different people in your community. Right. You know, it's interesting because, you know, we do spend more time in the office than we really do even at home. And I Mm -hmm. think people were starting to, you know, like I... You hate to even use the term, but we view when people go coastal and they just, yeah. Can't. And I think companies now they're starting to take a little responsibility for that, where they're saying we have to be a little more attentive and let the employees know that we're here to help. So I see mm-hmm. a lot of companies now doing mandatory, you know, like um, meetings and, and little events where they have a professional come in and just tell them signs to look for if they're stressed or and yeah. let them know that we're here because. You know, not that your job is your therapist, but, you know, you're here all day long. And the most part, not everybody loves their job. They're there because they have to feed their family. Um, Mm -hmm. So you can't always make it pleasant for everybody. But, you know, at the end of the day, they need to know that, you know, there's help. So it's interesting how they're taking that. Taking that. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm definitely glad to see that, that companies are recognizing that and taking steps to do that. Yeah, that's great. 
Now, at Oversight Global's mission to address the, conscious, um, the consciousness crisis, could you elaborate on some of the unique strategies or programs that you've implemented to achieve this goal? Yeah, so um, our mission at Oversight Global is to address the consciousness, consciousness crisis in the world one leader at a time. And so what I mean by consciousness crisis is, you know, during my time working as a healthcare manager and then as my time um, coaching others, I've really, you know, observed and have experienced that there is like this, this apathy and this complacency when it comes to self-awareness. Um, you know, I remember sitting in my office um, as a healthcare manager and I'd always have one-on-ones with my um, employees once a week or, you know, just regularly throughout the month. And I remember that, you know, as I started to progress in my self-discovery journey, I really wanted to help them to really recognize that, you know, they are more than just what they do at work. And so I'd ask them questions about, you know, how things were going outside of work, what their passions were outside of work. And I had a number of employees that, and, you know, just no matter what I asked or how I tried to lead them, they could not break out of what they did at work. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I really recognize that, you know, there there is this component of we kind of get stuck in, you know, our identity in what we're doing. And so, um, you know, that's one of the things that I really wanted to address when I uh, started coaching and started my, my company, Oversight Global, is really helping people to recognize that there's more to life than just one section of their life. You know, there's more to life than just them wearing this one hat. They wear multiple hats and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, they, they are a unique person that has all of these different qualities and characteristics and skills and experiences and things like that. So the different things that we're doing um, with Oversight Global is, um, of course, you know, I have two books out. Both of them are in mindset. The first one is a general introduction to mindset. And the one that was just released a few months ago is called Leader Mindset Activation. And that's really um, more about going over the framework that I use with my clients and what I actually use myself um, years ago in shifting my mindset from, um, you know, really surprised that I had a negative mindset at the time. But then again, I didn't really know what mindset was before I discovered it and really recognizing just how powerful our minds are and just how, you know, our life is and just so many different aspects of our life are affected just from our thoughts and our beliefs. So um, I really, you know, I'm, I'm huge on, on mindset and how just making, may, having that awareness and making that shift can, you know, completely change your life. Um, and then the other things that, you know, we do is our workshops and um, I have a coaching program um, uh, that goes through conscious leadership stages and things like that. So, you know, um, those are kind of the things that we're doing with, and then we have a couple of courses. Uh, we have a course on um, overcoming your inner critic, as well as developing um, empowering daily routines uh, to really, you know, uh, be intentional and really make yourself unstoppable. So yeah, those are the kinds of things that we're doing. Nice. It's nice that you dissect it because so many times we just go on autopilot. You're doing the same stuff. You don't pay attention to your attitude. You don't pay attention to the phone. <laughs> You're just on autopilot. I know what I have to do. Get up in the morning, get the kids ready, go to work, I'm here till five, go, you know. But until you take a step back and say, you know, you're a person, let's just focus on what you're doing and, and you know, have some like, empowerment from it, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's cool that you kind of dissect it and help people see that. Yeah, yeah thank you. Sure. 
Now, based on your extensive experience, what are some common challenges that you see leaders facing today? And how does conscious leadership help in addressing these challenges? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I see is so many people come to me just being extremely overwhelmed. Um, and it's not just workplace leaders. I've you know seen it with teachers and parents um, and, of course, entrepreneurs. And, but yeah, just just being extremely overwhelmed from every all the responsibilities that they have on their plate. Um, you know, a lot of it is career focused, but then you throw in family and other stuff and it's just like, wow, how do I do all this? So yeah, that's, that's one of the biggest things that I see. And how we kind of tackle that with conscious leadership is again, just kind of getting them to slow down and stop, take a breather and then really think about, you know, how, what are, how, what is their typical day like? And, you know, where can we inject some really simple, quick practices that can help them lessen the feeling of being overwhelmed? Um, so, you know, that can be something as taking 30 seconds to deep breathe, you know, um, remembering to check in with your body if you need to, you know, eat or get some water, stuff like that. Um, check in with how you're feeling, you know, um, and really recognize that and let yourself process what what's going on there um you know and really prioritizing self-care because one of my hugest things is that you can't serve from an empty cup you know you can't i know it's kind of counterintuitive to what we've really been taught you know um is you you're always supposed to give 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 and never receive but you can't you can't do that if you're not at your best so really putting yourself first and really making sure that you are at your healthiest so that you can give your best to those that you are responsible for and, and serve and those that you love. Um, so, you know, uh, really looking at it from that aspect and again, really being more intentional rather than life kind of just happening to you, really right. recognizing that you can take control and be more intentional of how you want your day to go, you know, how you want your week to go, your year to go. Um, so that's kind of how we address that. And then, of course, there's the inner um, mental struggles with mindset, like imposter syndrome, fear of failure, you know, fear of not belonging. And so um, that's just, again, just diving into um, recognizing who you are and the types of thoughts, thought patterns that you have and behaviors and beliefs that you have and where those stem from. Um, so really, really diving into that. Um, and then the other thing, of course, is people skills. It's just that lack of soft skills, just because right. we don't, you know, we don't ever learn that growing up, you know. Yeah. So um, really just, again, understanding that um, leadership is about the human experience and the best teacher for that is going to be yourself. So the more that you learn about yourself and how to self-lead, um, you're going to be a more effective leader to others. Yeah. You know, it's so great that people are actually being a little more open about this and, and you're willing to help people because, you know, going back decades ago, um, you know, I was a single mom of two kids and I had the mentality you know, based on how I was raised, you know, you're seen and mm -hmm. heard, you have this, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that. You know, yes. now here I am a single mom, two kids, I feel like a failure. And I was going through so much emotional stuff, but you don't talk about this stuff. That mm -hmm. turns into anorexia, bulimia. it just turned into a whole big mess. And I struggled through this for years because you couldn't talk about stuff like this. And yeah. no one ever told, you know, nowadays people will talk about it and say, hey, this is okay. And you have to put yourself first at my mindset. 
I don't count anymore. I have this I have to do. I have to make a living. I have to have my, you know, so I went through a whole world of nonsense, but better now. But anyway, I'm glad now that people can talk about stuff and realize that these things happen and it's okay. And putting yourself first, because I love that expression. You said you can't pour from an empty cup. That's 100% yeah. true. When you put all your energy into something and it doesn't work, well, now what? Now you're, you know, I, I love it. Nice. Yeah, you know, thank you. Sure. Now your book, Leader Mindset Activation, it focuses on unlocking leadership potential. So can you share a key insight or tool from the book that aspiring leaders can apply immediately? Yeah, so um, it walks through my framework of, again, kind of becoming aware of your mindset, aware of just what mindset is and just how powerful it is and how most of our lives, it, our mindset has really been working against us and hindering us instead of, you know, working for us and, and helping us to achieve success. So going through um, the three phases of my framework, which is uh, awaken, activate, and then harness the power. So really the key is to, first of all, understand what um, mindset is, then understand particularly what your mindset is, and then, you know, determining what type of mindset that you want to have, and then um, having those tools and techniques to make that shift, and then creating consistency with it, because it's a continuous process you know it's not as soon as you switch your mindset you're good no it's right. you're continually working on it because those same um you know fears and and syndromes come back uh you know whenever you hit a challenge or go through a, a stressful time so it's just providing you with the awareness and the tools that you need to just deal with them manage them and then get over those humps a little bit faster and so, so yeah, I mean, there's some amazing practices in there, you know, some simple, quick um, ones like gratitude practice, which, you know, takes no time at all. It's, it's not anything you have to learn and you can anywhere, you know, and so simple things like that, just recognizing what it is that you need in order for you to um, cultivate the type of mindset that you want and then be able to maintain that um and just determining what type of practices are going to work best for you, whether that be, you know, something like journaling or meditating, um, things like that. So, um, you know, a quick uh, exercise that people can do, you know, to kind of start that process and, and creating awareness of what type of mindset they have is really starting to pay attention to, you know, the types of thoughts that they have, um, how, you know, their patterns of behavior their patterns of things that they say to themselves is a huge one. And, um, you know, again, I always thought before I knew about mindset that I was a pretty positive person. But when I really started to become aware of and listen to the self-talk that I had, I was like, oh, my gosh, really? <laughs> so I think that, um, you know, it's really eye-opening when people really just be intentional about really starting to pay attention. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's very telling of just how, we think that we know ourselves really well, but we really don't. Yeah. And, you know, like I'm undoing decades worth of, yeah. I hate to say damage, but, you know, I, I see it with myself. I see it with the generation now. I mean, how you were raised as a, a child, how you were in school. Like I went to Catholic school, pre-K to high school. You shut uh -huh. your mouth. You have to get a hundred. Like, you know, so now it's like you get a 98 and it's like, oh my God, I'm a failure. Like so much of exactly. this, you never realize how it affects you as an adult. So trying to undo 
decades of damage that you didn't even know was causing some of these problems. It's a work in progress, but people don't realize that these are problems or where it stems from until somebody mm-hmm. kind of pulls it out of them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think it's, it's you know, really good for us to discover that so that, like you mentioned, um, developing the next generation, just thinking, oh, you know, this this belief, this limiting belief came from this. So I need to remember with my kids, you know, I need to make them not think that failure is bad, that it's actually a learning process and an opportunity for growth, you know, things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because my kids are grown now and I have a new grandbaby. That's one thing I keep trying to tell myself, like, always teach her it's okay to not be perfect, you know, because don't, you know, I know how I was and, you know, I'm sure it affected the kids now. I can only help as an adult, but it's like, you're trying to learn from your mistakes and pass it on to the next generation. You know, it's okay exactly. to not be perfect. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, you emphasize the transformation of individuals into leaders as they're meant to be. So can you share a success story or a case study where you witnessed a significant transformation? Yeah, I mean, I'm so blessed to be able to work with some amazing people and see some amazing transformations. I remember, um, you know, one of my first clients what she came to me, she was actually um, a fellow uh, healthcare manager from one of my older companies. And when she found out that I was a leadership coach, she, you know, came came to me and said, oh, can you help me? And, you know, kind of typical management struggles, overwhelm, having difficulty, you know, um, dealing with the different personalities in the workplace and, and making decisions that she wasn't going to get um, backlash for, things like that. So um, I, we really discovered that she she had a lot of, you know, internal challenges in regards to her inner critic and imposter syndrome and really working to recognize um, whenever that was happening and and trying to overcome them. Because I remember very early on in our coaching um, partnership, I would get calls from her in the middle of the night. So she was sitting at her computer, her laptop, typing a letter of resignation. And I'm like, okay, I understand something today that happened might have triggered you and is causing this type of episode, but let's walk through this, you know? And so that actually happened a few times, but, um, you know, it was really heartwarming to watch her go from somebody who was kind of at that low um, frequency and kind of, you know, really being driven by um, what was happening around her and being reactive to things like that to then being able to, you know, be so much more positive and be more proactive and not let things like that affect her to that point. So it was amazing to to watch her transformation. She ended up going through multiple promotions and really going from, you know, kind of dreading going into work because she knew the, the negative things she was going to deal with to really, really being excited and happy because she was excited at the positive impact that she knew she had the opportunity to make every day on the people on her team and in her workplace. And so, yeah, she's, she's continuing to climb the ladder and doing amazing. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm feel so blessed to have witnessed that with her. Nice. And it's good because you, we don't always see things ourselves. So having an outsider helps exactly. you recognize it is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Now, how do you envision the future of leadership in the next decade, especially considering the rapid changes in the global work environment? Mm, that is that's a big question um you know one of the things that i'm actually kind of currently dealing with is i'm not sure if you're aware that this there is kind of this looming succession crisis um happening in companies right now because 
the younger generation does not have any type of desire or aspiration to go into management leadership positions. And that's because, you know, we've had just decades of, um, you know, not being developed well as management and leadership. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I talk to somebody and when I tell them what I do, a common response that I always get is, oh, I've never had a good boss. And, you know, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's really tragic that that many people have experienced that type of thing. And, you know, again, over decades of this kind of happening, it's really kind of hitting, you know, um, hitting the forefront of, you know, now we've kind of created this monster of, you know, people not liking their bosses and seeing how overwhelming the job is and how it really is taking over your life and burns people out. And, and you know, because managers go in and they're lacking the, the proper leadership skills to do a good job and to really make their team feel like, um, you know, feel good about themselves and have a positive impact, we're kind of seeing that because now, before, when, you know, people saw thought of management positions, they aspired to do that because of the prestige, the higher pay, things like that. But now, you know, because of all of the negative connotations that are linked to that, you know, people aren't aspiring to that. They're like, no way, no, I don't want to be a manager, you know? Yeah. And so that's really kind of where we are at um, in terms of kind of the, like I said, the succession crisis. And, and now I'm really trying to, um, you know, work with companies and uh, company leadership on like trying to redefine what leadership is and what those positions look like. Again, really um, trying to kind of backpedal and really, you know, set up management the right way, make sure they get the proper preparation, the proper um, training and ongoing development um, to do their jobs well and to create the positive work environments and really, you know, start to hopefully um, change the perspective of what that looks like to younger generations so that, you know, they do want to aspire to be in those type of positions, not necessarily for the job titles or the higher pay, but the type of impact that they can potentially have on others and their company and their communities by being in that type of position. So, you know, that's kind of where I see leadership going right now and how I'm really trying to address that. So it's, you know, we're not going to have a, a bad <laughs> thing yeah. happen. So, yeah. No, it definitely needs a little change. So that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, what's your personal philosophy on leadership and how has it evolved over your career? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, yeah, like I, like I, like I said, I mean, I've learned so many things. I'm going through my own journey and being um, a manager and a leader, and then you know, working with others and observing um, their experiences and their growth. But um, again, some of the philosophies that I have, or um, you know, again, it all starts internally and really um, discovering. It's really cool to discover that we actually have everything within us that we need to succeed we just kind of have to um i i call it like peeling the onion layers right. you know getting all through all that stuff to discover oh wow you know I, I can do this you know i call it um everybody has an inner phenomenal leader within them so we all have the ability and capability 
to, you know, be great leaders to ourselves and in our own lives. And if, um, again, we are able to lead ourselves effectively, we can then effectively lead others. So if we get, if we find that we are called to lead others and we're able to do that effectively and, and confidently, um, you know, some other philosophies that I have is again, I mentioned it before leadership is a journey. It's not a destination. It's not a job title or a, you know, corner office. Um, again, it's all about the human experience. So if you can kind of tap into that and kind of understand that, you know, being more empathetic, being more understanding and compassionate and really putting yourself in another person's shoes in different situations so that you can kind of better understand where they're coming from type of thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, those are some of the philosophies that I have and, you know, have gained over, over the years. Nice. <laughs> now tell us your upcoming show, Take the Lead, sounds fascinating. So what can viewers expect from the show? What do you hope to achieve with it? Yeah, I'm super excited. So I have a show coming out. Um, It premieres March 18th. It'll be um, every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And it's on the E360 TV network, the Trajectory um, TV channel. And yeah, I'm so excited for it. It's called Take the Lead, a Consciousness Movement with Angelique Kapoor. And again, it's really kind of um, already uh, you know, kind of putting on television what I already do. Um, we're focusing more on instead of just talking to workplace managers, um, kind of talking to everybody, um, you know, again, about discovering that inner phenomenal leader that we all have within us and um, how we can be more intentional, how we can really um, be in the driver's seat of our lives instead of being subject to circumstance and expectations and being molded to how we should be and, and how our lives should go to really um, you know, creating a life and living a life that you love instead of, you know, kind of being in this mundane, is this what life really is, you know, and living the same year over and over and over and then calling it life, you know? So I'm um, really focusing on those types of aspects of helping people to discover those types of things and put in type of practices they need to be able to do that. And we're kind of taking a very interesting twist to it. We're actually, um, you know, because a consciousness movement. So we wanted to try and, and really figure out uh, what we mean by movement. And we really actually attached it to salsa dancing. Um, okay. I've been salsa dancing for a while. That's how <laughs> my husband met. But, um, you know, there is really, there's really interesting uh, aspects between, um, you know, ballroom dancing and salsa dancing to aspects of leadership. So making that fun connection. So yeah. it's more relatable to people and they have, and we can have fun with it. So, right. yeah. That's awesome because so many, you know, like you say, with companies, they have their roles, they know what they have to do, but people go to work, it's not enjoyable, they just do it because they have to do it, but Mm -hmm. making it where it's fun and, you know, training managers nowadays to sympathize with your employees, you don't have to be easy going and not make them do the job, but you could do it in a way that, you know, if I go to a place that I enjoy going, I'm going to stay here forever. And I'm I'm a sucker like that. 16 years at one job, 13 at another. <laughs> as long as I'm happy here and I'm content, you're not getting rid of me unless you kick me out the door. But, you know, exactly. as opposed to someone who I see people when I look at their resumes, it's like every six months they're at another job. Yeah. You know, that's not healthy for them. It's not great for the company. So mm-hmm. teaching everybody that this can be a mutual beneficial. The, the happier I am here, you're going to get 150% of me. So exactly. would you want to make that good for everybody? And I think, you know, it's co- good that you're teaching, you know, companies to 
try to make that face because it's better for them at the, at the end anyway. You know, you want to exactly. have, have happy, healthy staff and, you know, yeah, good job. <laughs> Well, thank you. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, like you're saying, if, if their staff are healthy and happy, you know, that's going to ripple into how they treat the clients and customers. Yeah, so sure. that's just, you know, you know, an added benefit to growing your company and, right. and, you know, increasing your revenue. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, what advice would you give to someone starting their journey towards becoming a more conscious and effective leader? Yeah. So, you know, first of all, it's not an easy journey. I just want to yeah. add that disclaimer, you know, um, it, it's not an easy journey. It's it's not, it's going internally, you know, being introspective and reflective and really asking yourself questions to try and discover who you really are yeah. isn't easy. It's not pleasant. Um, you know, sometimes you discover things that you necessarily didn't want to know. Right. Um, but, you know, it's part of that learning and growing and healing process. Um, that we all have to go through if we decide to go on to that type of journey. So really my advice is to, you know, if becoming conscious, becoming more self-aware is something that you aspire to do, really seek um, a mentor that uh, can walk you through how to do that the proper way. Um, you know, I did it myself because I stumbled upon it by accident. And it really took me years, you know, to be on a journey Um to really start to progress in a positive way, um, you know, and I had several, you know, mistakes and and things like that. So, um, you know, really, really trying to work with somebody to kind of avoid, you know, those mishaps and those mistakes and, and somebody who can tell you because they've been through it, um, a process that's going to be the most efficient and effective for your growth. Um, into, you know, becoming a conscious and a conscious leader. So that would be my advice is, you know, um, of course, I advocate for being self-aware and being conscious. Um, and, you know, if that's something that uh, resonates with you, then, yeah, I'm, I mean, that's that's probably my, my best advice is to seek um, a mentor or a coach who can work, walk you through that journey. Right. And it's good because then you get somebody who's going to tell you point by what they see from the outside because you never see it yourself and exactly. to be open to change. Because I've known some people where, you know, I didn't work directly with them, but when they say issues, it's like, well, you know, you are kind of harsh. I am not. Everybody leaves. <laughs> it's, you are really harsh. And if you're not willing to make that change, then you're going to keep being in that situation. And sometimes hearing it from an outside person and and understanding that okay you know what maybe you're right maybe i should take a closer look at what i'm doing you know they change happy everywhere it's, it's all good stuff <laughs> exactly yeah definitely definitely it, it definitely takes an open mind yeah. <laughs> so great great point <laughs> anything else you're working on that you want to talk about that i didn't touch on um well i have half a third book finished so hopefully i'll get that Busy out girl. Here <laughs> i know <laughs> so hopefully I'll get that out in a couple of months. And it, that, that this book is more on um, the spiritual journey. Okay. Um, so kind of looking looking at mindset from a spiritual aspect and, and kind of what that entails. Um, you know, just because I, you know, myself being a believer and then 
kind of watching, you know, other believers. There's this crazy statistic that I discovered during my research for the book that only 5% of believers actually become spiritually mature. So I'm like, you know what, I think I need to address this in some some way, you know. So I started a book on it. So I have that coming out and, of course, still working on getting um, the show ready to launch in March. And, you know, all kind, all kind, doing all kinds of speaking gigs. So, um, you know, if if you're interested to to see any of that, you know, you can always go to my website and, and see what's going on. So awesome. So I guess speaking of that, how do people get a hold of you? Or how do they learn more yeah. about you? Yeah. So my website is www.oversightglobal.com and it's O-V-E-R-S-I-G-H-T global.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook at Oversight Global as well as Instagram. That handle is at Oversight Global 1356 and then also on LinkedIn under Oversight Global. And we also have a YouTube channel. Um, same thing at Oversight Global. We put up a weekly videos. Um, you know, I think it's a great resource of different topics that we we touch on from self-leadership to dealing with workplace conflict, um, you know, uh, different things in regards to, to leadership um, and management. So, so yeah. That's awesome. Very good. I need jack of all trees. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you again for being on the show. Again, that was Angelique Kapoor. So thanks for listening to Successful Minds with Patty B. Never miss an episode by subscribing. And be sure to click the bell notification to be notified of new episodes. So thank you again. Thank you. So excited to be here. Thank you for listening to Successful Minds with your host, Patricia Barnowski-Schneider. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.